Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. The Breakdown is sponsored by Nexo.io, Chainalysis, and FTX, and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Monday, August 8th, and today we are asking the question if new U.S. sanctions on tornado cash are the beginning of a war on privacy. Before we get into that, however, if you are enjoying The Breakdown, please go subscribe to it, give it a rating, give it a review, or if you want to dig deeper into the conversation, come join us on The Breakers Discord. You can find a link in the show notes or go to bit.ly slash breakdownpod. Also, a disclosure as always. In addition to them being a sponsor of the show, I also work with FTX. And finally, this week I am thrilled to welcome Nier as an additional sponsor of the show. Nier is a revolutionary yet simple Web3 platform for building decentralized apps. Designed by developers for developers, over 700 projects are now building on Nier's fast, secure, and scalable protocol. Whether you're a crypto native launching DeFi apps, NFT marketplaces, or play-to-earn games, or looking to migrate your project from Web2, Nier makes it easy to build Web3 for the masses. Nier offers developers a variety of tools, resources, and support for building apps, empowering communities, and creating a more fair, inclusive, and equitable future. Start your Web3 developer journey now by visiting Nier at Nier.org. All right, listen, guys, I had an easy plan for today. I was going to discuss last week's jobs report. It surprised economists in a big way with far more jobs added than expected. 528,000 jobs to be specific, more than twice consensus estimates. And remember, the Fed has made it very clear that when it comes to September's rates decisions, they're going to be based on data they're seeing, not some forward guidance they've locked themselves into. The first order analysis of the Friday jobs news then was that it meant the Fed was more likely to keep raising rates aggressively. The logic was that if the job market was still hot, the economy could bear more interest hikes. However, when one digs into the jobs report numbers a little more deeply, they aren't telling us quite a clear story as the first headlines would have made it seem. However, we are going to have to wait to get into that because this morning, news broke that the crypto mixing service Tornado Cash had been blacklisted, in other words, sanctioned, by the U.S. Department of Treasury. Sometimes I wait a day to get more info and context, but in this case, I think this is a BFD and worth diving into. Now, there will be some definitional stuff as we dive in, but the TLDR on what a mixer is, if you're not familiar, is it's a type of technology that's used to obfuscate potentially identifiable transaction addresses for cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum. There are a bunch of different ways that mixers do this, but effectively they involve mixing multiple transactions into one pool so that it's not as easy to read on-chain value going from address X to address Y, as is the case with the normal cryptocurrency transaction. In other words, it is a privacy technology, and that's obviously key to today's discussion. And to get into that discussion, let's start with the Treasury Department's official statement. Now, this comes from the Office of Foreign Assets Control, or OFAC, which is the sanctioning body of the U.S., Today, they sanctioned Tornado, claiming that it had been used to launder more than $7 billion worth of virtual currency since 2019, when it was created. That includes $455 million stolen by the Lazarus Group, which is a North Korean state-sponsored hacking group, which had been sanctioned by the U.S. in 2019. The statement calls this the largest known virtual currency heist to date. The statement also claimed that Tornado was used to launder other ill-gotten crypto loot. $96 million from the June 24th, 2022 Harmony Bridge heist, and at least $7.8 million from the Nomad heist last week. By the way, these are their words that I'm using. Heist seems to be the preferred official term. 
In the statement, the Undersecretary of the Treasury for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Brian E. Nelson, says, Today, Treasury is sanctioning Tornado Cash, a virtual currency mixer that launders the proceeds of cybercrimes, including those committed against victims in the United States. Despite public assurances otherwise, Tornado Cash has repeatedly failed to impose effective controls designed to stop it from laundering funds for malicious cyber actors on a regular basis and without basic measures to address its risks. Treasury will continue to aggressively pursue actions against mixers that launder virtual currency for criminals and those who assist them. End quote. Now, this document very much makes it clear that mixers in general are on notice. It says that the action follows OFAC's May 6, 2022 designation of virtual currency mixer Blender.io as also sanctioned. Recapping from that original statement, quote, On March 23, 2022, Lazarus Group, a DPRK state-sponsored cyberhacking group, carried out the largest virtual currency heist to date, worth almost $620 million, from a blockchain project linked to the online game Axie Infinity. Blender was used in processing over 20.5 million of the illicit proceeds. Under the pressure of robust U.S. and U.N. sanctions, the DPRK has resorted to illegal activities including cyber-enabled heists from cryptocurrency exchanges and financial institutions to generate revenue for its unlawful weapons of mass destruction and ballistic missile programs. Another quote from Brian E. Nelson, Today, for the first time ever, Treasury is sanctioning a virtual currency mixer. Virtual currency mixers that assist illicit transactions pose a threat to U.S. national security interests. We are taking action against illicit financial activity by the DPRK and will not allow state-sponsored thievery and its money-laundering enablers to go unanswered. Now, just to really put a fine point on how Treasury feels about mixers, here's how they describe Tornado Cash. Tornado is a virtual currency mixer that operates on the Ethereum blockchain and indiscriminately facilitates anonymous transactions by obfuscating their origin, destination, and counterparties, with no attempt to determine their origin. Tornado receives a variety of transactions and mixes them together before transmitting them to their individual recipients. While the purported purpose is to increase privacy, mixers like Tornado are commonly used by illicit actors to launder funds, especially those stolen, during significant heists. And here's the money line. Virtual currency mixers that assist criminals are a threat to U.S. national security. Treasury will continue to investigate the use of mixers for illicit purposes and use its authorities to respond to illicit financing risks in the virtual currency ecosystem. Now, a tweet from Secretary of State Antony Blinken really showed how the Treasury Department felt, but we'll come to that in a minute. So what does this mean in practice? Well, again, the official statement says all property and interest in property of Tornado Cash that is in the United States or is in the possession or control of U.S. persons is blocked and must be reported to OFAC. In addition, any entities that are owed directly or indirectly 50% or more by one or more blocked persons are also blocked. All transactions by U.S. persons or within or transiting the United States that involve any property or interest in property of designated or otherwise blocked persons are prohibited unless authorized by a general or specific license issued by OFAC. Anyways, it goes on, but the TLDR is that all U.S. persons could now face criminal penalties for interacting with Tornado Cash or any of the Ethereum wallet addresses tied to the protocol. Now, one of the big questions you might be asking is, will this actually work? Can you sanction a protocol? One of the co-founders of Tornado Cash, Roman Semenov, previously said, This protocol was specifically designed this way to be unstoppable because it wouldn't make much sense if some third party such as a developer would have control over it. This would be the same as if someone had control over Bitcoin or Ethereum. On March 10th, 2022, a Bloomberg piece ran called Crypto Mixer Tornado Cash says sanctions can't apply to smart contracts. Semenov again said that it is, quote, technically impossible for sanctions to be enforced against this type of decentralized protocol. He said, quote, according to FinCEN guidance of 2019, in the case of Tornado Cash, contributors fall under the anonymizing software provider's definition, 
which excludes them from money transmitter regulations. He also said we comply with all U.S. regulations regardless of our citizenship. He also said that Helix, which is another Bitcoin mixer that pled guilty to helping criminals launder money, was different. Seminoff said that many Bitcoin mixers are illegal because the services are custodial, aka they actually hold user funds. Quote, it makes them money transmitters and money transmitters are required to do KYC. Now, in a press conference after this announcement today, a Treasury official disagreed with Seminov's assessment that it's technically impossible to enforce these types of sanctions. He said, quote, Since we sanctioned virtual currency mixer Blender.io, we have not seen evidence to suggest that it has remained active post that designation. We do believe that this action will send a really critical message to the private sector about the risks associated with mixers writ large, which obviously is designed to inhibit Tornado Cash or any sort of reconstituted version of it to continue to operate. Couldn't be clearer, frankly, what their goal is. No mixing. In times like these, security of your assets should be your number one priority. If you want to offset risk as much as possible and still stay in crypto, you need a trusted partner by your side. Nexo is a security-first company that manages risk by relying on mechanisms such as over-collateralization, real-time auditing, and insurance on custodial assets. Learn more about Nexo's reliable business model and start your crypto journey at nexo.io. That's nexo.io. Eager to make more informed decisions around crypto? Chainalysis is here to help. Chainalysis demystifies cryptocurrency by providing industry-leading compliance, market intelligence, and investigations support for all crypto assets. For organizations like Gemini, Crypto.com, and BlockFi, gain unparalleled visibility and maximize your potential with the leading blockchain data platform by visiting us now at Chainalysis.com Coindesk. The Breakdown is sponsored by FTX US. FTX US is the safe, regulated way to buy and sell Bitcoin and other digital assets with up to 85% lower fees than competitors. There are no fixed minimum fees, no ACH transaction fees, and no withdrawal fees. One of the largest exchanges in the US, FTX US is also the only leading exchange that supports both Ethereum and Solana NFTs. When you trade NFTs on FTX, you pay no gas fees. Download the FTX app today and use referral code BREAKDOWN to support the show. Now, what about the crypto industry response? Ari Redboard, the head of legal and governmental affairs at analytics firm TRM Labs, called this the largest and most impactful action from the Treasury Department in crypto to date. Quote, when you talk about North Korea in particular, Tornado Cash has been the go-to mixing service. What OFAC is saying is, these hacks are more than hacks, they're serious national security risks. It's not just money laundering, it's money laundering that's going to be used for weapons proliferation. Now, one of the things that also makes this different is that Tornado Cash, in addition to that illicit financing, has a significant amount of value that flows through that isn't illicit at all. Redboard went on. I think what we're seeing from Treasury is, if you're going to allow a lot of illicit activity, we're going to go after you even if there is a lot of legitimate activity. And this is much the point and the discussion of the Coin Center response, which was titled, U.S. Treasury Sanction of Privacy Tools Places Sweeping Restrictions on All Americans. The response confirms that the net impact of this is, quote, no Americans can send or receive money to or from those addresses without violating sanctions laws. Here's the meat of their response. Quote, what is the OFAC SDN list typically meant to do? In general, it is a tool to identify persons involved in terrorism, enemy states, or other state-sanctioned activities, 
and ensure that these individuals cannot get the benefits of the U.S. financial system. How is adding Tornado.cash to the SDN list different from past OFAC actions? A smart contract is a robot, not a person. It is software that resides on the Ethereum blockchain. If a contract is credibly decentralized, then the original authors of that contract could be hit by a bus and the service would continue to work. As such, today's action does not seem so much a sanction against a person or entity with agency. It appears instead to be the sanctioning of a tool that is neutral in character and that can be put to good or bad uses like any other technology. It is not any specific bad actor who is being sanctioned, but instead it is all Americans who may wish to use this automated tool in order to protect their own privacy while transacting online, who are having their liberty curtailed without the benefit of any due process. In other words, what Coin Center is saying is that this is an attack on technology which is inherently neutral, and that is a shift. They point out in the past, when Bitcoin or Ethereum addresses have been sanctioned, the reasoning is that they're controlled by persons who are engaged in sanctioned activities. This is different. Quote, Sanctioning a tool that is not an alias of any person meriting sanction is substantially different from typical usage of the SDN list. It is a ban on a technology and not a sanction against a person. There's also a practical problem that they recognize. Quote, Even worse, because of the nature of blockchain transactions, an American who has sent money through the tornado.cash address is not even able to reject the transaction, and yet may be at that moment technically in violation of OFAC rules. So another way to think about this is if you have any sort of public Ethereum address that holds NFTs, think about how many random crappy NFTs people have just sent you, hoping that you're going to interact with them. What CoinCenter is pointing out is that theoretically, tornado-related funds could just be sent to any public Ethereum address. And that might make the recipient, even though they didn't ask for those funds and they don't want those funds and they don't want to do anything with those funds and they're not actively doing anything with those funds, in violation of sanctions. Preston Byrne, a lawyer at Anderson Kill, writes, The tornado cash thing makes me wonder if, in future, crypto wallets will need to have functionality to reject incoming transactions. I'm seeing people ask what would happen to someone in the .eth crowd by just shoving some coin through the Tornado Cash contract and withdrawing it to your least favorite eCelebs wallet account. OFAC is a strict liability regime. He goes on to speculate about what that would look like, but as you'll see, this is a key question and point of discussion is what happens in this circumstance. What about other discussions on crypto Twitter? Well, some people think this is going to get forked. It's part of that unstoppable theme. Chain Yoda writes, this Tornado Cash sanction is going to go exactly the way previous Uncle Sam actions have gone. Influencers will LARP, some kid like Virgil will get excited by the LARP, fork Tornado, do something not funny, not have a good lawyer, and get dinged on personal liability like Ross. Now, he is referring to Virgil Griffith, an Ethereum developer who went and gave a presentation in North Korea and is now in jail because of it. Stephen Paley, another partner at Anderson Kill, says, Virgil had one of the best criminal defense lawyers in the United States. It didn't matter. Strongly advise not f***ing around with OFAC children. Also, I don't know why this is an unpopular opinion, but maybe providing mixing services for rogue states and criminals isn't a great idea. Now, I wanted to flag that point from Paley, because while it's definitely one of the least loud perspectives out there, you have to think that a lot of people are thinking that exact same thing. And to preview where I think this is all headed, I think this is headed towards a larger internal conversation in crypto about privacy, which is a conversation that we've often started but never really gotten to any sort of consensus on, or really any sort of clear positions to debate. Because by and large, the way that this is being seen by the crypto community is a war on privacy. Dylan LeClaire writes, The U.S. Treasury announced this morning that it has sanctioned the use of the non-custodial Ethereum mixer through the blacklisting of various addresses. Even if you just hold Bitcoin, pay attention. The war on privacy is just beginning. Maya Zahavi wrote, The OFAC tornado slippery slope. 
banning any on-chain private metadata because it could potentially harm blockchain forensic analysis, i.e. only wallets that can be hermetically surveilled or koshered under OFAC crypto rules. It's a government war on privacy, not money laundering. Checkmatey from Glassnode writes, The Tornado Cash event of today should highlight why adversarial thinking is so important. Privacy is far from being robust and remains one of the biggest attack vectors. But minimizing attack surface at the consensus layer means it will always fight another day. We have to remember that not everyone is watching this with a pall. Nicholas Weaver, a long-term opponent of crypto, retweeted Coindesk and said, This is my super happy dance, happy dance. Andrew Bailey takes a screenshot and writes, This kind of bootlicking is gross and to me, quite honestly, sad. There's someone out there who needs tornado or tornado-like gizmos not to steal but to survive. Munib from Stacks and Trust Machine points out that this is exactly why the constant Twitter tribal fighting is just so stupid and useless, and worse, distracting. It's time to put our crypto tribalism aside. The crypto wars, too, are starting. U.S. Treasury puts privacy tool Tornado Cash on the sanctions list. This list is meant for people, not tech tools. Privacy tools are for every American. Now, to wrap up with one of the crazier parts of the story, This morning, Secretary of State Antony Blinken wrote, We will continue to aggressively pursue actions against currency mixers laundering virtual currency for criminals. Today, U.S. Treasury sanctioned virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash, which is a U.S.-sanctioned DPRK state-sponsored hacking group used by the DPRK to launder money. Now, you may be sitting there thinking to yourself, Wait a second, Tornado Cash is a U.S.-sanctioned DPRK state-sponsored hacking group? That's quite a bit different than being used by a state-sponsored hacking group. And the crypto industry was, of course, very quick to point that out. The tweet was deleted and replaced with, quote, We'll continue to aggressively pursue actions against currency mixers laundering virtual currency for criminals. Today, U.S. Treasury sanctioned virtual currency mixer Tornado Cash, which has been used to launder money for a U.S.-sanctioned DPRK state-sponsored cyber hacking group. This was a surprising moment, but I think Tom Schmidt from Dragonfly Capital has it right. Even though this tweet was deleted, it's a pretty damning glimpse into how regulators view these things. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. So what's next? Well, first there are some immediate issues like what happens to user funds in Tornado right now, and of course the concern that we were discussing about what happens when someone sends random addresses Tornado funds. Larry Cermak from The Block summed this up admirably when he wrote, What I'm curious about is what happens when you send tornado-washed ETH to random public ENS. Do you just f*** them forever? But then of course, there is the larger question of what it means for privacy in crypto, and what that means for privacy in the financial system in general going forward. As I said, I don't believe that we've really fully had that conversation in this space. And given that the stakes are increasingly not just going to be what you can and can't do with crypto, But what our fundamental expectations of financial privacy are in a new technology era that can include everything from these sort of mixers to hyper-surveillance central bank digital currencies, there aren't very many conversations that could be more important to have. For now, I want to say thanks again to my sponsors, Nexo.io, Chainalysis, FTX, and Near, and thanks to you guys for listening. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace.